You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Since 1992, the Women of Mystery Book Club, Gail Ortiz, Mary Beth Barcados, Pat Pease, Judy Feynman, and Tommy Newman have been reading and discussing books. Five years ago, they decided to write one of their own, and their labor of love and literature overcame conflicting vacations, serious life interruptions, and demanding work schedules of members like Gail Ortiz, owner of Capitola's fabulous bakery, Gail's. The result of this impressive writing effort by some of Capitola's finest readers is The Jewel Box, a Capitola mystery, a tale of murder starring the colors and sights of Capitola that is selling as briskly as hotcakes from that fabulous bakery. Thank you for joining me, ladies. (laughs) I'd like to talk for you to tell me about the transition from readers to writers because reading is a really, is itself a very creative act. Gail? The transition came one night when we were reading a particularly boring mystery, and we all looked around at one another and said, well, we could do that bad. <laughs> and uh, and we didn't, thank goodness, I think. You know, I think we did better. Uh, we didn't know what we were getting into. We we really didn't. It just sounded like a lark at the time, you know. And um, we one thing led to another. It took five years with one year off uh, during the time, and it you know, it, we just kept plugging away at it. Uh, Thirteen people started, and five of us completed the book at the very end. Judy, tell me about what made you start writing. Oh, I just really enjoyed being with these women, and I thought it would be so much fun to get involved and, and do this. And I've puttered around with writing before and just was perfect. It's just perfect education and perfect fun, and I love it. <laughs> Mary Beth? When you guys started, did you think that you'd be sitting up here in the attic at the end of the day? (laughs) I sure didn't. (laughs) Um, We, you know, have been doing this for five years and did not work at all for one of those years. So it's been a very long time. Um, And many changes have happened in, in our lives and in the book and with our characters for me, the, um, the exciting part is because my background is as a newspaper journalist, and uh, I did, I've never done creative writing like this, this kind of imaginative thing, and it's just been a lark. Tommy, tell me what made you want to join the readers group and, and then start writing. Well, uh, when I moved up here, I retired uh, into Coralitas. Uh, I had been looking for some time for a group where I could read and discuss ideas, and I found the perfect group. And then the night that Gail said, I think we could do better than this, um, and we said, yeah, why don't we just have everybody, each one of us will write a chapter. You can see how little we knew about planning and doing a novel. (laughs) But as we uh, really got started with it and enjoyed the process of learning how to do it, it it just got more and more exciting, and I'm, I'm I've been writing on and off all my life, and uh, but I never had the courage to really do, jump into a novel before, so this did it. Pat, tell me, did you ever write before you started writing this novel, and were you as ardent a reader before you joined the reading group as after? 
I've always been an ardent reader. Uh, my grandmother sat me on her lap when I was three and started reading to me all the classic children's books, and I loved to read from that moment on. In my first life, I was an English major and edited our literary magazine at college and um, did quite a bit of writing. In my second life, I became an oncology nurse, you know, pretty, pretty big switch. So it was great fun for me to join the book club get back to reading good books, and, and then to have this chance to do some writing, which I had way more fun at than I even imagined. I, I'd like each of you ladies, whoever wants to pop up first, to tell me how you managed this. I mean, this is like a huge project. It was uh, You probably had some project planning software to help oh, you, didn't sure. you? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Our, our, our start was with Denise Osborne. Uh, she, was in, uh, she has published Mysteries, and she was in a member of our group. And uh, she wrote, I believe, the prologue, and that got us. She or, wrote the uh, chapter one. Chapter one also, which we changed, Congrats. yeah, <laughs> eventually. Um, but believe me, it was seat of the pants for a long time. We, we would just, we'd say, well, take a chapter, and, and, and then we'd have to figure out how the chapters were, were getting to get, were moving together. And then we had to develop our characters. And, and that was, that was forever changing. Um, so. Thank you, Mary Beth. Judy, tell me how you guys did you think of the plot in advance? Did you say, okay, this is where we're going to go? Or did you just all of a sudden start with one day, Andrew opened the door? <laughs> well, it really surprised me to find out after getting involved in this that uh, some writers actually have an ending to their story before they begin, which we did not have. <laughs> so like Topsy, our story just grew. And it grew wonderfully. And this past year, I think in the beginning of uh, 2007, we actually sat down and decided we, we need to get this done. <laughs> and we, we just went for it and figured out our ending and figured out our characters and edited it about four times. <laughs> and I've got the books to prove it, a big stack. And um, Mary Beth was great because she was our scribe and did it on her computer as we were making changes, sitting around having coffee sometimes and <laughs> sometimes lunch and sometimes we, for we four, four hours we'd yeah. sit there for four hours just just hashing 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 it over um but i think we had like 15 chapters done by the beginning of this year mm -hmm. so, uh, did we have that many i, 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 I about yeah. around that two, and so two we, years ago we really decided what we need is an outline right. <laughs> and we sat down and really got busy with an outline and then i think we pretty well knew where we were going. Mm -hmm. but and, and when we finished, or thought we were finished, yeah. that was a delusion. Was but we, we went back and found the, the deficiencies, the holes in the plot, the, the characters who weren't really fleshed out well. And so we went back and tried to write in more scenes that explained why a character's motivation or just a little something about them to make them come more to life. Could you talk about did you guys agree on everything, or were, were you duking it out over who's going to get killed or, or why? Gail? Yeah, it, I, well, I think it's amazing how little we disagreed. And on the things we did disagree on, uh, they were all the little tiny things, like what, whether you should say maybe or, uh, you know, perhaps. perhaps or you know, um, the, the main meat of the whole thing, we did not really disagree on. We would 
honor the way, I think the only way you can do it when you're working with other people is to say, you know, you wrote your chapter and we're, we're going to let it lay pretty much. But it was very democratic. If more than three people thought something should be changed, the author of that piece and everyone else said, fine, that's mm -hmm. the way it's going to be. It's going to be changed because there's really no other way. It's got to be majority rules. So each of you wrote essentially whole chapters. Uh, whole chapters, and then uh, we would write um, a, an action scene and plunk it into a chapter that someone else had written, or a description of, of a character and put it in somewhere where it belonged, or a description of Capitola and put it in. Um, it, there really was not a, any hard and fast rule about anything at all. Right. We would generally, we wrote our own chapters, but it all went around and around often. Yeah, the amazing, yeah well, the amazing thing was that um, no egos got involved. Mm -hmm. it, 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 we, we never could believe that. It, you know, there was never a, a, a well, are we, we're or, unusual. Well, or, yeah. yeah, are we unusual? I, I don't know. Or are women uh, more prone to accommodating one another? It, it certainly worked out in this group. I think all the people who didn't want to work this way dropped out early. Yeah. early they yeah. all realized that this was, you know, the, the community writing effort was not up their alley. I think the most important Ruth. thing to us, excuse me, was the fact that we really wanted this to be good, and we really had that as our focus. It was our baby. We wanted it to grow and, and really be enjoyed by us as well as others. I think the other thing that was interesting was when <coughs> Chris Watson was interviewing us, she sat and listened to us discussing all this, and finally she said, I think I know what you were doing. It was like when you're little and you're playing house, and you, everybody gets together and they start saying, hey, how about this? We could do this. <laughs> and that's kind of the way it went over and over, and we kept editing, and, and uh, I think everybody just got excited about what we were doing. So how was the book published? The book was published. Um, Mary Bot. Yeah, self-published. Yes, um, and w uh, well, we actually Gail's husband Joe stepped into the picture at that point and um, got the software and taught himself how to design our book, and then we took it down to a printer's in in Santa Cruz to community printers, and they they printed it. So it's just it's a very and it was done very quickly. And uh, we certainly never expected this kind of reaction to it. It's been overwhelming. Um, some of the feedback I've had is that it's funny. People love the funny. They get our jokes. They get our funny parts. <laughs> it's very rewarding. Could you tell me some of the best stories that you have of the times when you were together and writing? Well, uh, we, can, Mary Beth. Uh, we can talk about the fog. I mean, th there, there were issues. There were things that happened. The, the timeline was an issue. We, we kept having to say, now be sure that this follows, that, that the timeline follows. But then one day we discovered that the fog kept creeping in and out. <laughs> <laughs> one person's chapter would have it in, the other person's would have it out, the other person, the fog would be hovering. So we had to really um, take care of that fog. And I hope we did. <laughs> well, that just sounds like cinema verite. It goes in and out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where it, whether you're foggy or sunny. <laughs> Tommy. We had to do a timeline on the fog, and what we really got into the weather. How does the weather work here in Capitola? Yeah. And go back and look at what time something was happening. Would it be foggy then? Yeah, it would be foggy then. Oh, okay. So we let it go. But it was a funny. It got to be a real joke with us. 
I'm wondering if you could tell me about the characters in the book beyond the city of Capitola. Well, Gail? One geographic character is, is Venice Beach in, in the Los Angeles area. Part of this novel happens in, on the canals in Venice Beach. Uh, and, w and we just kind of picked that up because that's kind of romantic and reminded us of Capitola with our Creekside Walk. And um, Tommy's lived down in that area, and we knew something about it. She knew something about it. And so we brought in Venice. Um, we brought in characters in, uh, in Capitola and kind of put them into other um, characters so that people wouldn't know who they were. Um, we feel like Capitola is the, really the main character in a lot of ways. Are, can you tell me, will anybody recognize themselves? Oh, Gail? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, they will. And there's a couple people who don't know that they're in it yet. <laughs> one, Mary Beth. Uh, one, um, we had one um, death during our five years, and it was, was, it was very sad. Um, it was Gail's dog, Buddy, and Buddy lives on in the book, but is, is now, looks like your current dog, right? Yeah. But, um, um, but Buddy's quite a character in, in our book, I think. I, he's one of my favorites. He's, he's one of my Tommy. favorites. He got to be known as that damn dog. <laughs> you gotta do something about that, that dog. dog. <laughs> And, and tell me a little bit about the history of Capitola that you had to research to, I'm guessing, to, to write this book. Well, one of my favorite places was Mac's patio, and I just had to put it back in the book as part of the story, even though it no longer is in existence. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, three of us have uh, been on the historical commission, the committee, mm -hmm. so we've, we know a lot about Capitola history, and uh, it just you know, it just came up. It just flooded up for us. Um, so we did. T we took a lot of um, leeway and and put in things that aren't there. We put in things that we hope will be there soon. Um, and we just had people tromping all over Capitola in the in the real spots that we walk around all day every day yeah. ourselves. Uh, could you tell talk a little bit about uh, your feelings now that you've got the book out and y you have your Capitola and the, and the real Capitola. <laughs> what happens when the two meet one another? <laughs> Mary Beth? Well, my granddaughter um, heard the book. She's nine. My, her, my daughter read it to her. And the next day, they went walking. And, and Zoe said, there are those airhead ladies. <laughs> it, it's, you, you start seeing the people um, for, for our characters. I do. I, I, there, several times I've, I've seen people that I think look just like our characters. Tommy? Well, I'm, of course, I'm not from Capitola. I'm from Coralitas. And I have always loved the village. And uh, my parents moved up here, retired into this area years ago. And I fell in love with the, the creek and the, uh, the begonia festival and all of that that goes on in Capitola. And um, so, but I don't know it as intimately as, as the others. I did know Venice, however. <laughs> <laughs> Could you talk about how your styles changed one another and how just the process of the writing of the book brought you together? Mary Beth. Oh, um, I, I think that our styles really changed because we noticed at the end of the book that we were writing as one. We could just jump in anywhere, and, and, and I don't think people will be able to tell 
who wrote um, at, at the end. In the beginning, there might be some clues, but at the end, uh, we were, it was a phenomenal thing. We just changed. We've been speaking with Gail Ortiz, Mary Beth Barcados, Pat Pease, Judy Feynman, and Tommy Newman. Their new book is The Jewel Box, A Capitola Mystery. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Well done. Yes. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.